Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Lillian and Adam Kologi. We recorded in July at the Harry Smith Frolic in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. Shout out to Matthew Massong, who just signed up on Patreon. Thank you so much, Matthew. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. To those of you who haven't yet signed up for Get Up in the Cool's Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool, which is linked in the show notes for this episode, and choose a support level that you can sustain. Thanks for keeping the lights on. Before we get started, I have a special message for my banjo-playing listeners. This September, I'm teaching two four-week claw hammer courses with Saratoga's own Cafe Lina, a beginner and intermediate, taking place Sundays at noon and 1.30 Eastern, respectively. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up. Let's play some banjo. Make sure to stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Lillian and Adam Kologi. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. That was great. Lillian and Adam Kologi. Yes. Let the record show. That's how the last name's pronounced. Nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It's tricky. Thanks for being on Get Up in the Cool. We are so delighted. I'm. I was trying to remember when I met the two of you. I feel like maybe it was at. Fiddle and Bear, mm-hmm. which is to say Gennaro, because that's yeah. what everyone calls it, not yes. Fiddle and Bear, even though that's the real name. Yes. Because old-time music festivals are obtuse. <laughs> 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 and, yeah. yeah, and impenetrable. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe that was it? Yeah, I think I, so. I think so. I don't remember what year that was. It feels right. Yeah. yeah. It was it a long time. Right. It's like yeah. six, seven, 
years ago. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Time is a flat disc. It's unknowable. I remember I no idea what it was. <laughs> I do remember seeing like, who's that hipster kid? I gotta go talk to him. <laughs> with my scarf. Yeah. <laughs> well, and me with my scarf. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this cool cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, whew, um, just to clarify, often I play banjo on the show, but today I am not playing banjo. I am playing this very cute little guitar. Uh, and Lillian, you are playing the banjo. Yes, I am. In this episode. A banjo you made. Yeah, I made it. Um, it has a it has a crescent moon and uh-huh. some initials. Those are my initials. L-P-H-K. Hi. Right there. Hi there. Hi. Oh, hi, Susan. It's hi. Susan Sterngold. Special Susan guest. Sterngold. Hi. Susan Sterngold. Welcome to the podcast, Susan. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. Are you podcasting? We are yeah. podcasting. It's too late now, and now we have to do hugs. Oh, oh, I can do, I can do, I blow your podcast? No, it's all ruined now. We're going to send Cameron home. And there's initials on it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's what we were talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's LPHK, which is my initials. Lillian Pearl Hardin Kologi. Very good. Yes. (laughs) And then there's like little crescent moons up the neck. Yeah. And this, actually, the peghead motif is based on the elevator doors of the Chrysler building. Oh! For yeah. no reason other than that I think they're cool. They are cool. Yeah, and like it is cool. Motif. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a, um, like, art deco version of, like, a um, ancient Egyptian palm leaf, which is certainly some flavor of appropriation, but it's... Sure. That's uh, <laughs> why they call it the Empire City. Yeah. And you're just appropriating the appropriators. Um, well, when did when did you start playing the banjo? I started playing the banjo in college. I was in art school, and um, uh, I was I was playing like folk punk music. Okay. Kind of like anti-folky folk punk. I, yeah. I grew up playing old time music with my parents, playing guitar. And then um, when I got to college, there was like guitar players everywhere, um, and I could bring this unique thing, uh, yeah. which was kind of bullshitting my way through some <laughs> vaguely old time sounding banjo. And I taught myself fiddle, banjo, and mandolin all at the same time, really badly. And um, there's some like really precious recordings that I, I say precious, and I, it sounded facetious, but actually like I oh think, good yeah I sure they're truly deeply they're precious. truly wonderful. Yeah. But it sounds you know like um, you know like the fiddle in like the, the Velvet Underground is like not really a fiddle. You know it's just like beep 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 yeah beep, yeah. Beep, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you know. And then um, and then when Adam started learning fiddle, I like kind of narrowed it down to he's like banjo is the one I'm going to get good at. Because <laughs> it's more fun if you can play together. Yeah, did you did you start getting into old time music because of Lillian and her family? Yes, definitely. Yeah, it was it was sink or swim. Like it really <laughs> felt like I better learn how to do this because they're going to want to go to festivals and stuff. And and I fell in love with it really quickly. What well, didn't take much. And I started playing guitar like I always did, like mm-hmm. every boy from the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I wasn't very good at that, and so I decided I needed something easier, like fiddle. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of that tracks. Yeah, sure. Really <laughs> um, Actually, yeah, the night we met, you were playing drums in a band. I was playing drums. hot. Yeah. In a, in a, oh, it gets hotter. Yeah. In a in a skirt. Yeah. With and makeup? a tank top. Was I wearing makeup? I can't no, but remember. you did have pigtails. I did have pigtails. It's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Art school was a place, man. Yeah. That sounds that sounds great. Were were you also in a folk punk band? I had a sock in my pants. It was like a gender. The, it was, it was no. a gender bender themed party. We, this is okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like on accident, or that was the plan. That, that was the plan. The was the gender plan. bender themed party, which sure. is like feels like uh, feels outdated, now. problematically yeah, tweed. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, we're all a gender bending party. Yeah, yeah. Totally. no, but I'm, I mean, I'm still into it. Years ago, we yeah. were working on it. Yeah. yeah, it was mostly cool. It Everybody sounds like you're time. doing more work than most people at that <laughs> yeah, time. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm into we're it. Doing okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it really felt like I mean, from there, it just kind of took off, right? Like, like our relationship. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
usually for some reason like uh, old time love stories like don't start like we don't get into it until like after the third tune. I love that we're like right into oh, it. No, like yeah, we're yeah. cross dressing, yeah. putting socks in our pants, and that's what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is funny that that, that that we did get right into it because there are people that I've talked to at festivals that because Lily and I we we don't generally play together that often. Yeah, at festivals we just split off and do our own thing. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people couple. don't know we're married. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there were people at, at the jam in Boston that we had, yeah. we yeah. had been going to for years that like yeah. had been we'd going be like, playing with us for three four years, yeah. and they were like, like I'd leave Wait before a minute. you, what? and like we'd kiss, and they'd be like, What? <laughs> well, like, you guys just, you, then they'd come up to me, they'd be like, When did you start dating? I'm like, Dating. <laughs> like we've been married for four years. <laughs> So, Adam, did you like have like a? Did you have like a uh, a first festival where you like, old time festival with Lil- Lillian's family where you like weren't playing and you're like I need like when did you figure out that you needed that it was sink or swim that you needed to pick something up? Well, I, I knew uh, pretty soon. It felt like I needed to play something, and I was like, oh, I can play guitar. It's like three chords, you know. I can get away with doing that. Which became evident that I couldn't very sure because old time guitar is secret hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally secret hard. Uh, and I don't know. From there, I, I like kind of fell in love with the fiddle, and that that was when I started doing repairs and I made one out of like sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you made a sculpture that a was sculpture playable. That was playable. That was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then you learned how to do it the right way. Then I learned how to do it the right way. Yeah. And yeah. this and and this is your this is my very first fiddle. Your very first one. The and you're first, still playing. Very first real fiddle. Non-stick fiddle. Non-stick non-sculpture. Fiddle. Yeah, yeah, it's very smooth. Um, but it yeah, non-sculpture. It's good. I like it. Yeah. It is it feels like home. I think that is something that I along with a lot of other fiddle players feel is like once you get used to something it's hard to change. Yeah. <laughs> What was that first tune that we played? I've never played that before, except for like a little bit right before we hit record. With um, you two. That tune I picked. It is not an old time tune in any way, shape, or form. It is a New England kind of yeah. Quebec-ish. Tune. New England and Quebec. Well, a lot of people from Quebec ended uh, ended up there. Yeah, there was a huge French population in, in a lot of Rhode Island and. Southern Massachusetts, yeah, um, and which is where you grew up, right? which is where I grew up, yeah. and I don't have a weird accent <laughs> based upon most of my friends. To someone, I do. I know that, yeah. but a lot of my family has this colloquial accent that I heard this fiddle player who I learned who I learned this off of in the film New England Fiddles. I can't remember who directed who the director was. I'm terrible at that sort of stuff. But um, this guy Wilfred Vallette, and he just talked exactly like my grandfather. And it was like the, one of the first fiddle things. I was looking for tunes, like because I had just picked up the fiddle. And this guy, he just talked. He was boy, I tell you, down cell, down cellar, and all this like <laughs> wonderful colloquial New England shit that like yeah. <laughs> not everybody would can really key into. And I just loved the tune, and it was crunchy and fun, and that made me want it even more, was hearing him speak. He just had this accent that is nearly dead, as far as I can tell. Like, the last people that really speak like that are my mom's sisters, like, this older generation. Yeah, because it's it's you're not talking about, like, a Peter Griffin accent. You're talking about, like, a a Rhode Island... It's kind of Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, where they all meet. Yeah, but somehow it's sort of assimilated out into... Yeah, like the like the, the goofy, jokey version of it is Peter Griffin. Sure. Yeah. 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 But um, this guy had it, and I loved the tune. And it's called Le Grand Deuce, when it's sort of a version of um, growling old man, grumbling old woman. Yeah. Weirdly. It huh. is, and apparently, like, everybody in that... 
kind of fiddle player amongst that kind of fiddle player kind of had their own version of it. Yeah. And so they're all wildly different. And some of them are like that one is super cut down. Like yeah. if you really put it side to side with like old timey growling old man grumbling old woman, you can sort of see the similarity. But there's like you know there's one two thirds, <laughs> three if you look. Were you specifically seeking out? Tunes from like your regional heritage was that like a goal when you like looked for this tune, or is it kind of like coincidental? Like I you were looking everywhere. It's sort of column A, column B, yeah. like a little bit of both. But really, what I was looking for was like trying to figure it out because I knew I had something wrong. Like, because I I had no exposure to this until I met Lily and her folks. Mm. Like, and, I, and no violin before. No, yeah, just just, yeah. just guitar. Um, but yeah, I was trying to, what I was really trying to do was trying to find the difference between like, honestly, like that, that, that entry level thing where like people can't tell if it's Irish bluegrass or old time. Sure. Yeah. Like I was re- really looking for that and I was like, Oh, where's the line? Cause like, I know Jeff plays like some that are more Northern tunes. Like he'll play, um, yeah. Jeff Lillian's dad, Lillian's yeah, my dad, dad, Jeff Hart, Jeff Hart. Yeah. Like, he would pull out some tunes that were, like, a Staten Island Hornpipe or something like that, where yeah. it's, like, sort of a northern yeah. sounding, like, yeah. bouncy Like, bluegrass and, like, tune. um, there's a lot of, like, kind of, uh, country-western honky-tonky stuff also. Yeah, and then you yeah. meet somebody here sometimes, like, some other, yeah. like, fiddle-fiddler, who's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, nothing but Tommy Gerald stuff. Yeah. Nothing yeah. but... You go go above the Mason Dixon line, like it's all over for you. You're playing Northern stuff. It's like, I'm like trying to find some sort of happy medium because I'm like, I like that Northern tune. Yeah, yeah, they're great. That tune's cool. That's cool too. And it's it is it is confusing in some different ways from maybe some Round Peak music, but it is I would say equally interesting <laughs> in its form. What do you want to play next? Oh jeez. Um, which one do you want to do? Do you know that? Uh, Oak Ridge? Yeah, let's do Oak Ridge Stomp. Oak, Oak, what? Oak Ridge Stomp. Great.
Adorable. <laughs> Where is it from? I learned it from Starry Crown, I think. Yeah. And by the way, all of the Where's It From stories are going to be from Adam. And all because... of the Where's It Froms are going to be unreliably yeah. from Adam. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't learn any tunes. <laughs> It's a, it's a conscious choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unpack that for me. Speak on that. Sure. I think as a banjo player, it's my right to not have to learn any tunes. That's a joke. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a banjo. But also, like, um, so I'm a visual artist, and I am very kind of, like, academically minded about it, and music is just for fun, and um, I don't feel like doing homework, you know? And, like, for me... Playing music is, it's like social and it's fun and I just want to keep it that way. And um, I'm not embarrassed about that. <laughs> but We're, we're both t- like yeah. that though. Like yeah. all of mine is through a lot of hard work. The only reason that I remember any tune names or sources is from Practice. You had to just decide to I remember. Decide to actually, because I could play tunes all night yeah. and never call a name and play, and they would all be different. And I don't yeah. remember half of the names of them. And we're both pretty quick at like picking up tunes. Yeah, like we could pick up a tune <laughs> in a second and pretend like we know yeah. it. People are like, "Oh, where did you learn that? I didn't know you knew that." Like, oh, yeah, because you grew up listening to it. Yeah. Like yeah, we're totally we're Jeff and Sarah playing it like. When you were a baby? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I, I sleep weirdly well at festivals because yeah. I have the like deep lizard brain <laughs> baby stuff from falling asleep at this. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever sleep in a base case? This is a, a story I hear sometimes from like festival kids. Uh, maybe. You have. I, I mean, probably. <laughs> I've certainly. I've slept like. It's not, not too late. In beds. It could be, you could do sure. it tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think the base that we had when I was a kid didn't have a case, though. <laughs> it was like more of a beater. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah. that brown K. Yeah, it did. So it had um, it had one of my baby shoes on it that was like a pink yep. Converse All Star. Was the that the peg? Yeah, it was the yeah. peg yeah, stopper. Like, yeah, the peg stopper, yeah. whatever that's called. Yeah, the, and and then it also stopper. was had like little stickers on it that like. Me and my sister had stuck on it, and it was like little stars and ducks and stuff, yeah. like all over. It. <laughs> is this yeah. is this space still around? No, this space is not still base. around. Sadly, what happened? Oh, I we sold it, it for a better like, base, honestly. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you it was, it was <laughs> depreciated or appreciated with all the stickers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, Sounds pretty blinged yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I think they came off pretty easily. Yeah. Was, yeah. I think it was like it's hard little, to complain about the new base. alcohol. <laughs> Sounds pretty Yeah, the new base sounds much better. Better base. I think they may be like two or three bases away from that first one, actually. (laughs) I remember the red shoe, though. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was two bases ago or one base ago, but I do remember that. And so you picking up tunes quickly, would I I guess like whatever musical experience you had before, and then just the sink or swim immersion of... Yeah, it's sink or swim immersion. Yeah. That's really... Keeping up with the... If I can do it at all, it's... Partner and (laughs) in-laws. Yeah. What do you want to play next? Um, we can do that Wimbush Rag, which I learned from Chris Delnadar. Yeah! yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah, friend, we have... Friend of the show. Good Chris friend. Del- yeah. yeah. I think our, like, if we're being really honest, like, most of our, like, sources are just, oh, like, yeah. our buddies, you know? like The real source for yeah. us, it, it's like, it's oh, that's like, a Bach tune. Yeah. Or that's, that's a Rachel yeah. tune. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie tune, you know yeah. those aren't. <laughs> that's the only source. I mean, that's what I care about in the yeah, interview. Where'd you get it from? Yeah, you could you could say who recorded it originally. I mean, mm-hmm. like, who yeah. was your bud? Yeah, yeah. Who gave it to you? Yeah. Um. Why am I blanking?
the fast version of the same tune? Because sometimes we do that. Kind of like it's. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's a very cute way to say that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, shucks. Excuse me, but I like it. Sometimes we play that slow and then fast. What a, uh, I mean, talk about Guitar is Secret Hard. That that tune's yeah, it's hard it's to play. Oh, yeah, it's hard really, to chord. Yeah, like, it's super, that's a do, super da, 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 Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's so crooked. It has no right to be that beautiful while being that crooked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it pulls it up. Yeah, it, it does. does. It's, it impre- up. it's an impressive tune. It is. I, when Chris cool. first played that for me, um, mine's really the inimitable. Yes. Chris <laughs> it it was one of those tunes where it didn't sound like music to me the first time I heard it, and he was playing. He was absolutely playing it right. He's an unbelievable musician. But I was just sitting there. It was him and Bowie and myself, and it was like three a.m. or something like that. And just sitting there. And I think I was there too. Were you there? Yeah. Man, I don't even remember. At this who festival, else was there. at this very festival, it was at this yeah. festival. I do. <laughs> And it was just like sitting there and just like my eyes just going, what? <laughs> yeah. And then like, like, you know, very tentative. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> yeah. Trying to like find some sort of timing or consistency going on through it. Yeah. It took me a long time. That was a good tune. That's a really great tune. <laughs> Lillian, you have um, an interesting banjo technique, which is to say a specific thing that some people would consider to be a mandatory technique to add yeah. to banjo playing that you do not do. And I was wondering if you could speak on that. And I will say before you describe it, I'll say I, I did not notice at all until you told me, and I've been listening to you <laughs> play for years now. <laughs> so I'm curious how you work around it. Yeah, I do no drop them. Uh, I do a lot of hammer-ons. Can you explain drop thumb for maybe people who are unfamiliar with the the technique? Because it's such a claw hammer specific. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you, you use the back of your index and middle, or one of the other fingers, to strike um, a note, and then you pull off with your thumb. And you can pull off with your thumb either on the drone string or on some other string. Um, and I don't, I don't ever pull my thumb down off of the drone string onto other strings, which is how a lot of people achieve a melody. Yeah. Like, because otherwise you're just doing eighth notes. <laughs> sure. Or you're like trapped into doing eighth notes and only eighth notes. Um, and I get around that, and I get it in plenty of other grace notes and 16th notes and all kinds of things by just doing a lot of hammer-ons and pull-offs and slides. Yeah. And I don't do any drop them at all. And, um, (laughs) and I, I don't know. I just like learned ways of like doing all of those melodic things without it. And, um, and it works for me. So I never bothered learning the hard drop thumb thing. And, uh, I don't know. I like the way it sounds. I think it's like melodic or there's like rhythmic and it's, uh, you're definitely like, I feel like you're outlining the melody, and I, I'm not like, oh, there's something missing there. There's a, yeah. you know, yeah. I yeah. feel like it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Like also, like what I'm trying to achieve when I'm playing is like more variety of rhythm rather than the variety of the melody. Sure. Like, that's that's my, that's what sounds good to me. Like in the niche of where the banjo sits in the music, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like fun to like play with variations on the melody, but I think variations on the rhythm are like more more interesting to me when I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, I, I have encountered very few other players who don't do drop thumb and who, like, are comfortable admitting it. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zach Meyer in Boston, um, we've been living in Boston, and he, he also doesn't drop thumb, and we've decided that it's a style. It's the Boston style. It's uh, Boston thumbs up style. Thumbs up. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, you should uh, start a Patreon with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learn how to play Boston Pro- Thumbs Up. Promote the Boston yeah. Thumbs Up style. Yeah. yeah, banjos learning out there in in uh, the radio world. You don't have to drop them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it's great because like learning how to like abstract a melody 
or play some sort of non-melody that adds to the tune that's that mm-hmm. a fiddler is playing is like the banjo player's job regardless of which techniques you're using to do it yeah and i feel like the more you limit like more you take out extended techniques yeah. and you're able to still do that you're like it's almost like a flex you know <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah i understand which notes are important right. you know yeah or how to like move around it which is yeah it's like a level of uh you know musical wisdom that you know is you can't you can't just do you have to earn <laughs> through like learning and playing for a long time and listening to mu- maybe old time music all your life yeah yeah that definitely helps yeah yeah cool yeah and I think like feeling where the emphasis is is really the first and most important thing yeah yeah before we go so we'll do one tune and then like talk about you know call to action business time stuff but before we do that i want to talk about violin making sure so this is the first one you made adam when you made this fiddle were you thinking this is what i'm going to do for a job were you thinking i want a fiddle to be a specific way well i when i by the time i made this i've been doing repairs so it already for, was a job. It already was a job. Yeah. Yeah. It was a job first. Um, and just through working in a busy shop, um, I just absorbed a lot from yeah. the from the makers there. And I just took apart, I don't even know how many thousands of instruments in the career that I've had so far. And you just take them apart and you learn how they're made. Like, it just, I mean, a lot of people go to school, but I was lucky enough to talk my way into a job. Yeah. And I never went to school for it, and just learned by osmosis and hard studying, and just by dint of seeing huge amounts of instruments. Yeah. And when, how long have you been doing that now? Uh, Nine years of my current job, and I was doing it for years before that yeah. three, four years before that decade yeah, something like that yeah. yeah and a lot of us just got to hear for, for the first time Bach play oh that crazy his, his yeah. new <laughs> his new uh, his new instrument mm-hmm. what, it is an instrument it's not a, <laughs> he, he said I was it's like don't you have play. a don't you have a hardanger and he's like it's not technically a hardanger it's a hardanger Damore. Damore. Yeah, does right. that mean like of love oh yes. yeah why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, have you seen it? I mean, I've seen it and I heard it, but and yeah, but like, why? There's a lot of love, a lot of love between Bach and I. But why is it like a normal hardanger, a hardanger de more? Um, it doesn't have some of the features that that one has. Right. It's very technical. Well, what's okay. a? Because the, there's viola de more. What's that? It's also very technical. It's. It's, it's like so give a, us give us like a taste, okay? A little bit. This so, is like a niche show. Let's nerd out. So I am not a traditional, or, or I'm not a I'm not a, a baroque. These are all baroque instruments. Okay. A hardanger more Even you could even make an argument that a hardanger fiddle is a baroque instrument. Um, for a while, tell me when to stop. Okay, great. No, this is well. I'm actually gonna. This could be. Four I'm gonna hours. stop and ask you to like. Explain a little bit more. What is a Hardanger? A Hardanger fiddle is a Norwegian invention. It is essentially the same in all of its basic format as a regular violin, except that it is tuned a full step higher. Okay. So it is very high. Yeah. And usually, and it almost always has some number of sympathetic strings. Sympathetic strings just vibrate on their own. You never play them with a bow, you never pluck them with your fingers. Just like if there's a sympathetic string that's like an A and you play an A note or a note that is... Or a note that, that, that actually will activate the other note. So usually it's not direct. Okay. It's not A to A. Oh, interesting. I can't remember the intervals. Somebody else can help. Okay, with that. so there's certain notes that you'll play in the melody, and that'll make 
it'll vibrate. It'll actually activate another note that will be a harmony note with it in some. Yeah, cool. It, it'll it'll that that harmonic will grab the other string and start making it vibrate. I mean, you hear this on your on a guitar, like you sure. hit, you hit a certain note and another note will activate below, and you can just hit that. I mean, it's easiest to do with A to A or E to E or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those understrings and on box fiddle yeah. in question. It has five overstrings, so it's essentially it's a five-string fiddle. It's yeah. the same size. Which is a common amount of overstrings for a hardanger, correct? No. Really? They're normally four? Normally four. Interesting. On okay. a hardanger. Okay. Sometimes three. Okay. Um, and there can... Those are the old ones. I think almost everybody who plays like modern stuff plays with four. Okay, cool. Um, but then there's also five understrings on box. So, oh, okay. Which usually on, on hardangers, there were between... Between three and four, I think three or four. Yeah. Sometimes less, sometimes more. You know, it got in the Baroque period. Nothing was nailed down. It was got sure. real weird. Yeah. So you'd find things with like you'd find fiddles with two strings and five understrings and yeah. strange stuff. Cellos with two strings or three strings. It yeah. happened. Um, but box. What's cool about it is that it works at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is so much it is so much string tension yeah it's got 10 strings yeah. and it's it's a fiddle like it is the same size as a yeah. normal you should play it it's weird okay well it feels really yeah. strange they all do that tonight yeah it's a good time yeah. um and it it is a bear to tune because the you know tempered and yeah, tempered tuning we're all sure so you you adjust. It's never straight pitch. Like this is why these tuners are terrible in some ways. So on a on that hardanger, if you think about it, it is not only that temperament over the playing strings, but their temperament with the temperament of getting them to activate the understrings. Sure. Which is also tempered. Right. If you think it. In a, in a strange way that I don't understand and can't explain. Yeah. But you cannot get it in tune. It is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you literally can't do it. It is an inhuman task. Yeah. Um, and it takes forever. When you get it, though, if you get it in like a stable room and it gets going yeah. and it's really humming, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it has reverb built into it. It's yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a spooky instrument. It is spooky. It's like a nickel harpo without a box um, or keys. I would like to give the guy credit yeah we should look there's an up. inventor of this instrument this oh. particular oh okay great and i can't remember his name i can't pronounce or remember his name i feel like that's worth googling so that we can say that loud while we're talking yeah. about this and edit this little bit right here out okay sure <laughs> yeah. yeah if you want to do that yeah let's, that's fine yeah. and then let's like retune and get yeah. another <laughs> so the inventor of the version of box hardanger Demore is Salve Hakedal. Yeah, I think that's what that accent does. Okay, a, but I'm not sure. Well, he is to credit for the five string, the five by five Hardanger Demore. Salve Hakedal. What are we gonna play next? And what? Oh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to A. Okay, great. We got two things. Okay, we're in A. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are we gonna play? We're gonna do Old Mother Flanagan. Is it that one? Yeah, that's it. Let's do Old Mother Flanagan. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Someone did some homework on accident. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs>
triumphant tune. <laughs> mother Bang! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that rules. I'm, yeah, it's a power. I'm, I'm hyped now. Rock and roll. Well, where do people go to get uh, Kologi violins? <laughs> Then go to kologiviolins.com. Oh, so easy. Yeah. Spelling <laughs> is in the episode title. Yeah, spelling yeah. is in the episode. And and links are in the in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. And you do repair as well as like made to order. That I do. Um, I still work for Carriage House Violins in Boston, and I'm gonna continue my relationship with them in the future. But I'm also running my own stuff on site. Right on. Which is pretty nice. Cool. That sounds like every, an equitable arrangement. Yeah, great. Let me know. And uh, you do visual art, Lillian. Yeah, I do. Yeah, where like if people are into visual art or, or maybe, they're curious about it. Yeah. Where sh- should they go? F- follow you and what you do. Um, you can go to LillianPHK.com or at LillianPHK on the Instagrams. Um, I also work with a group called the Future Heritage Lab at MIT, and you can go to futureheritagelab.com if you're curious about that. I'm very curious about it. I might do that. Yeah, do it. Great. Cool. <laughs> Wait, I forgot my Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. See my Instagram, Adam J.H. Kologi. Yeah, for some real scroll for some porn and stuff. Scroll porn. <laughs> yeah. Adam is exceptionally good at Instagram. Oh, yeah. Which is its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instagram, yeah. I found my platform. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like Instagram. They're really so. good. There's some like. Cool ASMR stuff in there. Oh yeah, so when I get weird. <laughs> With yeah. the chisels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't yuck anybody's yum. I'm yelling that yum. Yeah, yeah. Those are my followers. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Those are your evil. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for uh, doing this. Yeah. Taking a little bit of your us. festival time. Thanks. Thanks for doing your part in whatever that was to not make COVID worse than it was so that we could all be here. Yeah, and, we tried. And, yeah, we yeah. tried real hard. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were very good. We're good. This, this rules. I hope we get to keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Being like a few feet away from a good friend, like, yeah. come on. Holy shit. Dude, I'm so yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. We did only play four tunes, though. Yeah, this, we're going to end on a tune. Okay. Number, number five, number last five. one. And what are we going to end on? Uh, we're gonna do a Crooked Jades tune that, that a person wrote that isn't dead. It's gonna be great. Is the Crooked Jades the band? That is the band. And did the whole band write it? I don't know if the whole band wrote it. Well, that's. We'll just, yeah. We'll credit to the Crooked Jades. Credit to the Crooked great, great. Jades. I mean, yeah. it's a great album. Um, but it is called. Why am I blanking now? Um, it is called. Sand Lake. Sand Lake. Sand Lake. It's very pretty. Great. Can't wait. Thank you.
visit kologiviolins.com to check out Adam's violins, lillianphk.com to see Lillian's visual art, and follow them both on Instagram. All that's linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional claw hammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. And make sure to sign up for my workshops with Cafe Lena, linked in the show notes. Those are all online. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool. 